Hello and welcome to Theories, a podcast about weird stuff. I'm with your host, Tom. And I'm Laura. Uh, and we're back here again on, on the good old Patreon. I am drinking uh, a beer I found in the lobby of our apartment building. And how's it taste? It tastes uh, off, a little bit off. I've already mentioned that I'm concerned that you're not going to make it through this day, so yeah, yeah. you better get, get going. I mean, I don't really know what the worst thing about, like, if you have, so it tastes kind of bad, but I don't think there's anything about old beer that can make you, like, sick, right? I wouldn't. I, I mean, beer is otherwise a very healthy thing to drink. Oh, yeah. Completely. It just adds it's to your better than water. vitality, mm-hmm. so... Old beer, it'll only make me stronger. I had my uh, booster shot recently. You want to so. tell everyone how that went for you? Oh, that did not go that well for me. I did not. I did not. You know what? I felt uh, like kind of fine that day, a little loopy. And then the, the next morning I felt all right. But then in the middle of the day, I just felt real awful for a few hours. A lot of chills. Chills and then hot and then chills. Lucky for you, you have an incredible girlfriend who was weighing on you. Weighing on me? (laughs) (laughs) Waiting on me, I think is what you you meant to say. Uh, (laughs) What did you do to wait on me? You got me like, I I was like, can you hand me my iPad and can you get me my blanket? And then then (laughs) you act like you're. Yeah, and an eye mask. And a hot water bottle. You got the hot water bottle on I your did, own before I asked generous. for it, which is makes it, it makes you a very good <laughs> servant because <laughs> you pre- predicted my needs before I even had to ask for it. But I'm having a nice uh, Sam Adams Boston Lager that I found in the lobby of our building. Two of them in the lobby of our building, which was a very lucky find. And they're gross. It's like fine. It you know what it tastes like a like a Budweiser instead of a Sam Adams is what I'll say hmm. is how I'll put it. It said it's Best Buy June twenty twenty one. So what is okay. that? Five months ago, mm-hmm. and that's just Best Buy. Not <laughs> if you drink this after June, it'll kill you. And I'm drinking a crisp, fresh Schweppes. <laughs> Yeah. Seltzer. <laughs> Don't mention brands unless they're sponsors on this. Oh. But you mentioned Sam Adams. They're right? a sponsor. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Sam Adams. The official lobby beer. <laughs> the beer you find in your lobby. You don't know because you, mo- you moved in here. But um, there's like a long tradition of me living in this apartment and finding alcohol in the lobby and drinking it. Oh, so it's just <laughs> continuing a tradition. Yeah. Okay. This one, I had a bottle of uh, like a triple sec in this apartment for a very long That I actually never drank because it's like, eh, I don't really like triple sec in the first place. And it was opened. But I mean, alcohol burns off anything, right? Even poison. These bottles did have a tiny little hole in the top, like a like a the type of hole a syringe would put in. Uh, I think that's fine. Someone was probably just testing it to make sure it was safe to give. To yeah, them. probably before they left it in the lobby. I've also uh, people leave stuff in the lobby. Should this podcast just be about the stuff we find in the lobby? <laughs> the stuff we find. I find it very funny because sometimes there's sometimes I've gotten stuff in the lobby. People just leave stuff in the lobby they don't want. Pretty much. And it's like if somebody can take it or 
eventually it'll get thrown out by maintenance. Um, and now there's great, me and both of us have gotten a lot of books from the lobby. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's uh, good finds down there. You did that uh, Station Eleven, didn't you find that in the lobby? Don't mention books on the podcast. <laughs> they're, they're also a sponsor. We don't talk about books on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's a different <laughs> podcast. Um, I also have, I found a very large plant that I've been trying to nurse back to health for probably a solid year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks exactly as bad as oh, it did that, the day we oh, got that's, it. That's the explanation for the brown plant that's been in our apartment for a year. I gotta let, I don't know. You found other plants down there before you even moved in here, right? I, yeah, we do have a big, a real good healthy guy hanging in our living oh, room. Oh, is that the snake plant? That's the one that's hanging uh, above, above the mirror. The snake? No, the other other uh, corner. How many plants <laughs> would you say are in this apartment? I don't know. 35, 40? That's a lot of plants. Yeah, practically a greenhouse. They're small. It's um, uh, making the air clean. It's pure... <laughs> purifying the uh the alcohol that i find in the lobby exactly uh but i was gonna say sometimes people what i was going to say is i've done this where i find something in the lobby i'm excited i take it upstairs and then i take a second look at it and it's not what i thought it was (laughs) or it's something that i thought was new that was not new that happened uh recently i don't think you even knew about this but i found a um a Sorry, the dog's going absolutely crazy right now. <laughs> uh, I found a backpack, like a nice oh, backpack yeah. downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, and this thing's brand new. Great. And I brought it upstairs, and then I noticed it had big sweat stains on yeah. uh, where where your back would go on the backpack. That's nice. Which is kind of a deal breaker. So I brought it back downstairs, but I've also noticed twice now there's been a gigantic uh plywood hamburger that i guess people mm-hmm. keep grabbing like oh i've got a great use for that and then you know their wife comes with a with a rolling pin mm-hmm. and bonks them on the head and says get that big wooden hamburger out of this apartment you also recently found a box of pretzel mix Auntie Anne's <laughs> pretzel mix that is at yeah. least a year expired yeah but it's like a fundraising, so it's like mm-hmm. a, an industrial size, a commercial size quantity of pretzel. We should make those pretzels today. They can go perfectly with my old beer. Perfect. We'll old have beer you, and, and old then pretzels. Uh, appointment at the hospital by <laughs> six p.m. Yeah. Now that now that uh, Thanksgiving's over and the urgent care centers are back to their normal hours, it's time to start experimenting with <laughs> lobby food and drinks. Laura, what are we talking about today? So we got some feedback on the last episode where basically people were like, hey, Tom, shut the hell up. Nobody wants to hear from you. We want to hear from Laura. Mm-hmm. We want to hear her tell the story, I think that's, it's not you. I think that's also how most of our interactions with like friends and family <laughs> Friends go. and family. Shut the hell up, A Tom. lot of my family, they're like, shut mm-hmm. up, let Laura say something. Yep. Well, I don't want to tell you anything until... I don't want to give you any information about what we're talking about. I just want to jump right in. Okay. Yeah, that's what... Okay. All then right. let's do it. Um, so in October of 2010, mm-hmm. on Mount Shasta... Have you ever heard of Mount Shasta? It's in Northern California, and it is a popular vacation spot. Yeah. I feel like I've I've heard of that. And Ginger is begging me for scratches. <laughs> Ginger, come here. Um, 
a three-year-old boy, we'll call him John. Okay. We don't know his real name. His name is, you know. Classified. Classified. Um, is camping with his family mm-hmm. on this mountain. Okay. And they are fly fishing at a popular spot. Mm-hmm. A, you know, a popular fly fishing spot. And around six o'clock in the evening, kid vanishes. Okay. It was one of, his dad will later describe it as he was there one second and he was gone the next. Yeah. So. I feel like that's not, like, I mean, you often hear that, though, of uh, cases where kids go missing. That happens, like, in the blink of an eye. Right. Which is why, understandably. panic. Yeah. And also, you know, try and watch their kids like hawks. Right. I mean, I I remember when I was a kid, too, you know. Well, my big thing when I was a kid was I would, uh, at the department store, Mm -hmm. I would hide inside all the the circular clothes racks because that was like a great little tent. Gave my mom many heart attacks and a lot of gray hairs. (laughs) Um, So after his parents, you know, panicked and searched for him, they couldn't find him. They called Mm -hmm. the police and the U.S. Forest Service to look for him. Right. Um, The... Search team came out. I'm just realizing you're like, the the kid will call him John. I'm guessing this doesn't have a happy ending. Why? Because we don't know what the kid's name was. Mm. Oh, all right. What? Um, keeping you guessing. Yeah. Keeping you in suspense. Um, five hours later. So mm-hmm. five hours of searching, a rescue team found John oh. in some brush alongside a trail that had been previously searched. He was he was fine. Okay. Um it had previously been searched, so it kind of led or, them to you know, you gotta like come with mysteries on this show. You can't just say one time some kid went missing and then they found him a few then, hours well, later. Well then that's it. That's the story. <laughs> that was it. No so what happened? <laughs> um and and it was, you know, it was in a spot that they had previously searched, so they kind mm-hmm. of were led to believe that he came back there or something. Or well he wasn't there when they first looked, right? right? Yeah. And he came back. Um he was dazed a little uh dazed and confused. Mm-hmm. Like which, the movie. Exactly. And his How is so this was how many hours there? I'm sorry, five, five hours, yeah. And his parents, you know, just chalked it up to him, him, you know, being exhausted because it was, you know, late in the evening by right. this point. He's a three-year-old kid who's been and, wandering around yeah, in the woods. Yeah, he was probably panicking, too. Yeah. Um, and he got a full medical check. There were no signs of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly afterward, so they, you know, they're they're back at home. Yeah. Shortly afterward, he's playing with his grandmother, who he lovingly calls Cappy. Her real name is Kathy, but uh-huh. we know how... Yeah. Three-year-olds pronounce words. Yeah. I used to be Tomo and you used to be Aura. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we're just Tom and Laura, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm still Tommy, at least. You're Tommy. Yes. Tom's niece used to uh, incorrectly pronounce our names, and we loved it very much. Yeah. And it, it reached a point of like, do we keep saying this as our names and just... Let keep... her forever think you're Tomo? Yeah. And Aura, or is that cruel to do to a child that's trying to learn language <laughs> um so his grandmother cappy and he are playing and he suddenly says i didn't like the other cappy she was mean oh boy put the kid up for adoption <laughs> start over 
Um, so of course she's like, come again? Yeah. What do you mean? Mm. And John said that he, when he was lost in the woods, his Cappy Mm -hmm. was there, came up to him. Now, real Cappy wasn't on, on this camping trip. Right. Um, but in the three-year-old brain, it's like, ah, it's my grandma. Mm Mm-hmm. I have no sense of whether she was on this trip or not. And she's a, you know, safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People. Adult. Sh- yeah. Relatives show up somewhere and you're, yeah, you're three years old. Right. You're not going to be. Like, oh, yeah, that what, what, how'd you get here? <laughs> and so Cappy. He had gotten lost in the woods and uh-huh. Cappy came up to him and and took him. So John, the kid did actually wander off. Yes. Okay. He actually did wander off. Cappy led him in deep inside a mountainside cave. Mm-hmm. And he described it. They she led him to a a chilly room. Mm-hmm. That was now listen to what's in this room. Oh, okay. I mean, the fact that there's a room in and a cave to begin with is <laughs> well, already Oh, it's like a cave-like room. I'm 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 imagining. Like the bat cave. Well, um there were a lot of spiders well so far checks out normal cave and that's where the checks out ends (laughs) okay um dusty purses Mm. unusual to say the least rusty guns Mm. and motionless humanoid robots oh boy (laughs) um so as he's spending time with his grandmother in this bizarre room, he's he gets it, you know, he is perceptive enough to to be like, all right, something's wrong yeah. here. This isn't. Yeah, my cappy's and never brought to me get... to a room with humanoid robots and dusty <laughs> and purses before. <laughs> spiders. Um, no, the spiders are usual. The spiders are. Grandma fun. always brings him to. Well, how big are these spiders? Did you say are they normal spiders or? Yeah, you know, I don't because... know. If there's dusty purses and humanoid robots. To a three-year-old, any size spider is too big, right? Yeah, but I'm wondering if these are like human-sized spiders is my question. Oh, I think he would have mentioned that. Okay. Um, so his cappy mm-hmm. in the cave pulls out a sheet of sticky paper and mm-hmm. asks him to defecate on it. Oh, okay. Didn't see that coming, did you? No, that's not a normal thing uh, <laughs> grandmas ask. How did you know it was sticky paper? I don't know. Okay. I don't know well, how the he knows. The story's falling but... apart. <laughs> um, he couldn't. Right. You know, he, he, yeah, it's he hard to couldn't, do wouldn't, and she kept trying to push him, and he couldn't do it. Hmm. Um, so finally, she kind of gives up on that. And eventually, she... You know, this is when he he sees her getting angry. He's like, this isn't really my grandma. He was right. suspicious before, but now he knows. Like, there's her movements are strange. Her appearance, something's weird with it. And then she, also, he's seeing, I'm seeing a bunch of still humanoid robots. And he said that when she was when she got angry, eerie light or sparks mm. were radiating from her head and that's not something the normal cappy does not not on a regular basis okay um and so 
this cappy took him out back out to a thicket and said, stay here until rescue finds you. And that's when he was found. Okay. So real cappy mm-hmm. upon hearing the story is like, I'm calling your father and I'm going to see what the heck he's allowing my three-year-old grandson to watch on television. Oh, I thought she was going to be like, I'm going to find this other cappy. Mm. There can be only one cappy and it's me. Well, his John's father says, oh, yeah, we heard an identical story just a few days ago. Uh Um, And they just sort of chalked it up to him being a three-year-old kid with an overactive imagination. Right, who who is probably being asked a lot of questions about where he was when he went missing and, you know, wants to come up with an answer maybe. Exactly, right. Um, so they kind of leave it at that, but the grandma, real Cappy, mm-hmm. can't quite let it go. Yeah. First of all, she's like, okay, so there's some, there's another Cappy duplicate me there. who's evil making my grandson try to boop on a piece of sticky paper. Yeah, that's something not okay. Good cat people would never do. Yeah, she would. Sorry, I got broken up there for a minute. <laughs> your, your throat is closing from that very <laughs> old beer. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so grandma Mm -hmm. recollects a story from a year ago that she, she has kind of kept to herself. She hasn't, she didn't know how to explain it. So she didn't From when John was two then. Yes. Okay. So when she, a year prior, she and a friend decided to go camping close and it was close to where John went missing. This Mm -hmm. is like, you know, popular camping spot. Okay. She was sleeping in a tent, and this friend was sleeping in a camper. They everything I read makes it very clear this was a male friend. Uh huh. I don't know. But, I don't know why that was so important to mention that it was a male friend, but a male friend, but a male not friend, but not a, no inclination that it's like a romantic, romantic, yeah, friend. They wouldn't even stay in the same camper together. It sounds like he made he, her sleep in the like tent. And he's like, snore yeah, maybe farter or something. Maybe both. Could be. Usually those two qualities go hand in hand. Um, so one night, she you know she goes to bed. She goes sleep into her sleeping bag into the tent. Uh-huh. Next morning when she wakes up, she's face down in dirt, you know, at least, you know, 10, 20 feet from her tent. Okay. Unusual. It's not not a normal way for Cappy to wake up. <laughs> C- Cappy doesn't roll around in the bed. Not often. Mm-hmm. Um, and she felt an intense pain in the back of her neck. Mm. She had two puncture wounds. Uh oh. That were very red and the the puncture wound the skin around the puncture wounds were very red and inflamed okay and she starts feeling pretty ill Mm -hmm. turns out her friend sleeping in the camper same thing okay but friend woke up in the camper right but had the this the puncture puncture wounds wounds Mm -hmm. and also begins feeling ill they sort of chalk it up to, all right, I guess we got bitten by the same spider in the same spot. And Ginger desperately would like <laughs> me to put the blanket on her. Good girl. Um, 
the only thing that they could remember from the night before were what they described as deer uh-huh. with glowing red eyes looking at <sighs> them in the woods. Deer don't have glowing <laughs> red eyes. Come on. <laughs> if you see, if you're camping and you see glowing red eyes, go home. Go <laughs> or at least find well, a different at least place to camp. Sleep in the camper. Yeah. Well, it didn't work for her friend, I guess. Yeah, but well, at least he didn't wind up uh, in the mud, face down. That's true. It sounds like that was the least of Gabby's problems, though. So. <laughs> um, so they, you know, they pack up and get out of there. They're both like violently ill, Ooh. and for months afterward, she just felt like completely drained, yeah, completely devoid of any creativity or energy. Mm-hmm. And just was not her normal self for months afterward. Okay. Um, Did she ever see a doctor or anything about it? I think that's a great question that I don't know the answer okay. to. Well, it sounds like even if she did, she didn't get a good answer, perhaps. Right. So after her very <laughs> creepy... Uh, I'm exp- just imagining a doctor being like, uh, this might have been... Somebody might have uh, taken your soul out to put in a bad cappy robot. To steal your son's mm-hmm. poop. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just found the. It was a little too coincidental that she had this experience a, pr- right. a year prior in the same spot, mm-hmm. and her grand. And then you know this happens to her grandson. So it sounds like maybe don't go camping there anymore. Is, is the yeah, bottom line? Yeah, I mean, even if she didn't suspect something oddly supernatural happen. You think you'd at least be like, there's some nasty spiders in this area. Don't go camping there. Right. I mean, just think about how you would be in a situation like that where you wake up face down in dirt and then mm-hmm. you have bites on your neck. Like, you would, first of all, you would run to the hospital, right? Well, yeah, because you would think... May- I mean, and maybe she did and we just don't know that right. part of the story. But yeah, I would be concerned that there was some kind of venom or, right. you know, that you need some kind of antidote. Yeah, right. I'm thinking about, like, I went camping in Yosemite years ago and the place where I went camping, it, it was unreasonably cold compared to, like, other areas nearby because we went out one night to, like, go stargaze. And we drove, I don't know, like 15 minutes away. Beautiful stargazing. And we also noticed it was 20 degrees warmer where we were. And we Mm -hmm. were all tempted to just sleep there that night, even though we didn't have a permit or anything. Because it would have been warmer to sleep there just in a sleeping bag out in nature than go back to our tents. And I tell people... (laughs) that i recommend oh make sure if you're gonna go in october don't go to this campsite it's very cold it's in a valley Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. um so certainly if i woke up with a spider bite and then felt like all of my energy had been drained for months i would warn my uh offspring hey maybe check out a different camping area yeah well it sounds like mount Shasta, Shasta. Uh-huh. has a lot of lore around it. Mm, that, maybe that's where I've heard uh, the name before then. Probably. Um, so let's get into some of the theories. Okay. Um, I think some of the obvious ones are that, A, 
what happened to grandma really was just a spider bite. Right. Maybe she was sort of, I don't know what the red eyes were, some sort of hallucination or bad dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see eyes, you can see deer's eyes and stuff reflecting Mm -hmm. sometimes. So yeah, maybe they looked red because the the light was red or something. Right. Right. Um, And then that, you know, the grandson really was just had a very wild, yeah, had a wild imagination or felt, like you said, pressure to come up with some sort of a story. Right. And, you know, something that people poke holes in when they're sort of theorizing about this story is that he, you know, the way he described what was in that room, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, you would see dusty purses in like grandma's closet, right? (laughs) Like maybe he was just, and maybe a spider in there. Yeah. And humanoid robot, maybe, I don't know, dolls or something. Yeah. Um, and somehow, kind or of, yeah, he could have seen something like that on TV, and right. you know, which is what Cappy originally suspected. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like there could potentially be a very um, logical explanation for this. Yeah. Um. Now, Mount Shasta is a partially active volcano. Okay. And. As so res- as if it didn't have enough things going against it, why you would want to camp there. It's <laughs> also a partially active volcano. Well, so a lot of this stuff is, you know, the lore that surrounds it is is part of what brings in the tourism. Now. Ah, I see. Um, so. People looking to meet that bad, cappy robot. Mm-hmm. Um, so some believe that. Some people have claimed that these beings, like, they're very lanky. They're described as lengthy beings. Like uh, Slender Man. Kind of like Slender Man, but with long hair. Okay. Uh, Lemurians. Lemurians? And they're from the lost continent of Lemuria, which sounds like an Atlantis kind of place. Right. Um, That they use the local caves as entrances to an underground city called Talos. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of lore has, has kind of circled around that theory and, and right. you know, splintered off from there. And there's plenty of UFO and Bigfoot sightings. Okay. Um, it sounds like, so Mount Shasta is about 14,000 feet at the peak. Okay, tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there are, it's essentially has its own weather system oh, at that height. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the clouds, the shape of the clouds, kind of almost look like saucers. UFOs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, people who are trying to explain these things logically just say it's stuff like that. Yeah. You know, weather will change, and you know, weird kind of seemingly weird sightings are are just clouds. Um. And indigenous people also a lot at this was kind of a, some parts of it are a sacred site because they believe it's sort of their origin story. There was a spirit that mm. fought something from the underworld mm. and with like fire and lava. And that's kind of explains the volcano. And, uh. and then another fear, a theory is fairies. 
Ah. You don't hear a lot about fairies in yeah, you North don't hear America. a whole lot of fairy stories, but yeah. um, and you know, for particularly for the boy disappearing part of the story, oh, um, that like the fairies let him away. The fairies yeah, let him to like their fairyland fairy into right? their dimension mm-hmm. um, through the cave. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they were spooky about I, it. But... <laughs> well, I was gonna say you don't really hear about fairies having robots, but. Yeah, maybe I'm just behind the times. I'm thinking of like medieval fairies and, you know, our technology advanced. Why wouldn't fairy technology advance? Exactly. And a lot of fairy lore is sort of fictionalized, like what we see in fiction. And yeah, um, but there's a lot more to it than that. Right. That is like, oh, that's just like a complete, you know, that. I feel like maybe we're what think, we, we're what, thinking of like Peter Pan, right? Yeah. We think of what we see in American media and they're like where fairies originated their their story originated is kind of like a lot more in depth than that, and like they're they're more complex, yes, than uh, than they're presented in media, right? I'm being asked to once again scratch <laughs> a doggy's head. <laughs> maybe just put the blanket on top of her. Ginger's maybe afraid of fairies. She, I think that's what it is. Yeah, she's like, don't talk about them. You'll bring them here. They'll Ginger's br- drag uh, me down as to far a as cave. Dogs go. Ginger's pretty superstitious. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know the fairy theory. Because can't like uh, people that believe in fairies, I think also believe they can create illusions and things like that. Oh right? yeah, yeah, and that they're essentially dragging these kids to like a different dimension. Oh, and that's kind so of to what end? Like, are they doing something? Are they like harvesting the the children's energy, or are they doing this just to uh, pass the time? That's a great question. Or are these like the. Uh... The jackasses of fairies. Just do, pulling pranks? Just pulling pranks. Like, oh, look at, you know, hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville fairy. Johnny Fairyville. <laughs> and, and this here's is... this poor little scared boy that we're uh, <laughs> yeah. pretending to be his grandmother. And, and this is uh, Bad Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to kidnap a child and make him shit on he's gonna be our steve we're gonna make him shit on a piece of sticky paper um so where this story came from is the missing 411 mm. which i think you're familiar with a little bit i don't know com- i don't know i think i don't completely understand where the with missing 411 where the like supernatural line is mm-hmm. like where the like genuine people went missing and where the theories of why these people went missing and where they went missing right is that's a fair question and um, i feel like maybe they don't even really put that out right there. they don't i think they it's really it's people like us who are like reading about this stuff then theorizing about what potentially happened but what they're doing is sort of presenting the cases yeah and presenting people's stories um the way that they tell them Mm -hmm. and how unexplained they are i think 
<clears throat> I mean, I think that there's probably a lot of the cases can probably be explained in very like ways that we could understand it. But, yeah. um, but it's sort of that unknown that makes it interesting. I think. Yeah. And, and the fact that there, it, this happens pretty frequently in this country on mm-hmm. this continent anyway. I mean, do you think it's just a kind of a continuation of, well, should we say what it is? What? M- missing 411. Oh, yeah, sure. Missing 411 is a, uh, it's actually a, a series of books and there's some documentaries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, led by a former law enforcement guy, David Politis, who, who researches these cases of people who go missing in national forests and national mm-hmm. parks in the United States. And in many ways, mo- I mean, in all the cases, they're, they're, not easily explained why they went missing or sometimes unexplained deaths. Um, yeah. And like a lot of them, they haven't been like even bodies and stuff haven't been found. Right. It's some. Like yeah. People just completely vanish. Vanish. Yep. Um, and it's, it's fascinating because a lot of the cases, I mean, you can really go down a rabbit hole with them, but a mm-hmm. lot of the cases are, it's sort of like this case, you know, someone goes missing and then they turn up again. And sometimes it's in, incredibly far distance from where they were went missing and in the time that they were missing it's impossible for them to have been able to get there right or they're in just locations that are very very treacherous and difficult to get to especially you know children um but anyone really well i think some of them too it's like people go missing for like a week and they're in like fine health Yes. You know, they're not dehydrated and starved or anything like that. Yes. They, they turn up really completely. Yeah. Totally not a scratch on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the cases are of people who are who are avid outdoorsmen. So they're, mm-hmm. you know, very well. Ex- they have a lot of experience with being outdoors where yeah. if it was someone like me, it's like, well, good luck. <laughs> right. Well, what? Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> um. So that's where this case originated from, uh-huh. and and he's the one that um, they, I guess, approached him with this story because and this I think was his ten years ago, you said. Yes, okay. it was uh, twenty ten. Um, you know, because I think you know John's parents were like trying to find every possible logical explanation that they could, and then when the grandmother's story was factored yeah. in, it was like, okay, um, we want to know what happened to our kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's a that's an unusual coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that yeah. uh, that Cappy happened to appear to him, and she was the one that uh, got bit by that damn snake or, uh, or spider, spider, and then dragged Maybe twenty feet out of her tent without her mm-hmm. noticing uh, that that was happening. I mean, yeah, could she have been bitten and then kind of herself stumbled like out. stumbled out yeah and not have any recollection of it yes oh yeah possible. certainly but it's also unusual for whether regardless of what it was uh spider snake whatever for it to have bit two two people when they weren't in the same place yes you know to have gotten into that and camper. and on the same spot on their body yeah that too which also seems like uh I don't know, not an ideal spot. Like, a, <laughs> if, 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 you know, odds are one of these people were sleeping on their backs. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So what what are the like really far out there theories? Well, so I mean, if you you might consider fairies to be kind of far out there, but <laughs> now that I can I can buy that I can see that. Um. So some people allege that there's a large energetic vortex or an energy vortex mm. in the territory. Now I'm not so familiar with what an energy vortex is allegedly. Uh-huh. Um, I. My experience with energy vortexes comes from going to... It's Sed- a personal experience? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, going to Sedona, Arizona. Mm. Because in Sedona, there's a lot of like... that People claim that Sedona's an energy vortex. Like when you go to Sedona, it is like new age capital okay. of the country. Mm-hmm. You know how there's Starbucks stores on every corner? Mm-hmm. Well, in Sedona, there's crystal shops mm-hmm. on every corner. Mm-hmm. A lot of crystals, a lot of... There was a pretty cool uh, UFO shop. But even that, it was like a UFO shop. It was like, oh, that's boring. <laughs> we need more crystal shops and uh, healers and and psychics and all kinds of stuff. So they think like the entire city is in an energy vortex. But then there's also specific spots within there. Um, and basically what they believe is that these are places where like different lines of energy meet and create vortexes, create, you know, hot spots essentially of various types Phenomena of and paranormal energy activity. Yeah. And as such create either create or draw in, uh, these these various phenomenon that that if you're an alien or a bigfoot mm-hmm. or a ghost whatever you're gonna see i don't know ads for sedona <laughs> in the free in, breakfast with your uh hotel stay or yeah something. and they're gonna say wow yeah, all right that's well, a great deal yeah it looks like it a seems beautiful like a pretty locale. nice place anyway so uh and then they they they're attracted to that i see so, so that definitely sounds like Sedona sounds a lot like Mount Shasta. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it, it sounds like there's you know certainly crystal stores. In Mount well, Shasta. and and also I think uh, much like Mount Shasta, Sedona has natural uh, unique properties. Like mm-hmm. the whole place is like this red dirt that mm-hmm. you don't really see, uh, especially in this concentration in many other places. So it's like a really cool looking place too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, regardless of whether I think people actually believe that there were energy vortexes or something, just based on the way it looks and the way it was formed, uh, people are going to ascribe that kind of thing to it. And I'm sure Mount Shasta, especially being a partially active volcano, that people are going to ascribe all kinds of things to it. Mm-hmm. Um. So another theory is that it was aliens that mm-hmm. abducted him and, right. and somehow themselves. wanted to get his DNA. Maybe that was part of this like pooping on a piece of paper thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's easier ways to get DNA, but they're aliens. They might not <laughs> they know. They don't know. <laughs> uh, they don't know how humans work. Um, I, I do love the idea of aliens that are so advanced that they're able to 
create a robotic replica of this kid's uh, grandmother that's perfect in almost any way, in every way except <laughs> sparks come out when it's angry. <laughs> and uh, their whole plan falls apart because the kid can't shit on command. Um, and apparently she told him that he he would, you know, this the creepy cappy uh-huh. told him that he had been planted in his mother's womb and he was actually from outer space. Oh, so that, I mean, that's a big alien, uh, thing that, uh, that aliens are creating hybrid humans. Uh, and that was like in the X-Files and stuff too, where they're combining alien DNA and human DNA and putting Mm. it in a lady and then, you know, sending that. And so they're just like kind of monitoring him now. Like maybe that's why they wanted his poop. Yeah. Well, one of the big things with with the, the idea behind that is this idea that aliens like the typical gray aliens that something has happened where they are no longer able to sexually reproduce. Okay. Um, so I, have, I think a in lot order of to survive. They have to. Yeah. I think feel. a lot of the theories involve them like genetically engineering themselves, like basically messing with their own genetics for you know thousands millions of years maybe and they've gotten to the point where now they're all sterile because they've Mm. futzed with everything too much Mm. and that combining their dna with human dna might be a way to save their species Hmm. and he could potentially be one of these hybrids yeah that they're keeping an eye on seeing uh how it it did what we do worked or you know maybe we're gonna wait till this kid's uh old enough and then we're gonna kidnap him and steal his uh dna and try and splice it into something else that that they're basically experimenting with people well that's a lovely thought (laughs) i mean is it that much worse than fairies taking them to an alternate dimension no I mean, what if fairies are aliens? I mean, there, there's... So when you were talking about UFOs and Bigfoot sightings, they go hand in hand. UFOs and Bigfoot sightings? Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people that believe they are somehow intrinsically related to each other. That they're either the same phenomenon, that... Mm. that Things are leaking in from other realities, other dimensions, maybe. So, like, maybe, you you know, UFOs popping in to our reality from a different dimension. And, you know, there was a Bigfoot too close. You know, maybe they did it at some alien zoo where they got Bigfoots and Bigfoot came to. Or that Bigfoots are aliens. Uh, all kinds of uh, theories like that. Now, are there... Now, there are ancient aliens. Yes. Uh-huh. Are there, like, ancient Bigfoot sightings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There are tons. I mean, there it's are... Not, I was getting the impression that Bigfoot sightings were a more recent thing. No. I mean, if you go back, that's, you know, that's one of actually the, the things a lot of people point to for evidence of Bigfoot, that in a lot of cultures, you go back, especially in... Uh, China and uh, Alaska and Canada uh, with like Inuit tribes uh, with the uh, uh, abominable snowman Yeti 
that it's like, oh, no, this is just an accepted part of their culture and reality Mm -hmm. thousands of years ago that was like, don't go in this area of this mountain because there's yetis up there and they'll rip you apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, And nobody questioned it back then. Presumably it wasn't uh, like, oh, you're just a crackpot. You read that online. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, They were like, okay, I heard you loud and clear. Don't go to this part because there's wolves and don't go to this part because there's yetis. And both of those are reasonable things to me. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's Mount Shasta. Actually, there's a lot. uh, I mean, I think we could do an entire series of episodes just by how much stuff is is there. How much how many stories are based in that area of of sightings and Mm. strange experiences. And this is just one of them. Well, they say nothing Two of, of them. Uh, Shasta Cola. I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's like a supermarket <laughs> brand cola. Hmm. They don't have that at our supermarket. No, they don't. That's I think it's uh, probably local to the Shasta Mountain. Ah. Shasta Volcano. Oh, um, so it really is connected to it. No, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying stuff. Uh, actually, I don't even know if it's... Oh, it might be a made-up soda. I, it's just in my head, Shasta Cola's. <laughs> it might be a made-up soda. <laughs> Who knows? Like a fictional maybe thing some, that you saw on a show. Maybe some bad cappy took me and uh, injected me. It took me to some maybe cave you... with some old dusty purses and some rusty guns and some flat Shasta Cola. Mm, and that's, that's uh, why I'm thinking about nightmare. it now. All right. Well, I I had never heard of this. Uh, now I'm afraid to go camping again, so thanks for that. You're welcome. Uh, You'll feel how I feel when we go camping, which is terrified. I mean, you should feel a little terrified. That's like kind of the fun in it. It's kind of like a roller coaster that, that way. That is fair. That it's is like, fair. oh, I'm going to bed. It's maybe. like, oh, I might freeze to death. Oh, I might be eaten alive by a bear. You know, right? Or some bad cappy might come or, along, make me poop on a piece of sticky paper. How many times do you think we said that word? Poop. Mm-hmm. Or, or bad Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of Theories. Uh, thank you so much for being a patron. Books to Podcast will be back soonish, I suppose. And thank you for putting up with me. Oh, everybody likes you. Nah. They don't like me. Nah, that's not true at all. Maybe you can just start doing the Patreon stuff. Yeah, Both right. me and Tim can <laughs> take a long... You're going to suddenly needed... have a sharp dip in uh, subscribers. We can take a long-needed vacation. I've heard Shasta Mountain's beautiful this time of oh, year. Oh, that sounds lovely. All right. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Bye.